exciting as a circus that a three-day rodeo rolled into one. Shredded Ralston for your breakfast. Starts the day all shining bright. Gives you lots of cowboy energy with a flavor that's just right. It's delicious and nutritious. Welcome to Fearful Symmetry. Here's how to make breakfast as exciting as a circus and a three-day rodeo rolled into one. Shredded Ralston for your breakfast. Start your day all shining bright if you like the cowboy energy with a flavor that's just right. It's delicious and nutritious, bite-sized and ready to eat. Take a tip from Tom. Go and tell your mom. Shredded Ralston can't be beat. For a better breakfast, it's Ralston's. One, two, three. Shredded Ralston, the ready-to-eat bite-sized cereal. Regular Ralston and Instant Ralston, the delicious hot cereal. Look for the tall grain cereal in the red and white checkerboard packages. For a better breakfast, it's Ralston's. One, two, three. This is the last time it is going to happen. This is the very last time. There are things a man cannot abide. You think it's my imagination? I have no imagination. You think I'm making too big a deal over a little thing? There are no little things. He knew all right. He knew. Everyone knew that it was mine. First, I placed it in my personal Tupperware in the section of the refrigerator where I typically leave my leftovers. Second, I wrote my name in bold, large letters on a sticky note that I stuck directly atop my personal Tupperware. Third, I made a casual but sufficiently loud announcement that was clearly heard by everyone in the warehouse. Oh, that lasagna I just had was so great. I can't wait to eat more later when I'm hungry again. Fourth, it was Tuesday, and everyone knows I eat lasagna on Tuesday. But none of this seemed to matter, because he took my food. He took my food. How do I know? How do I know that he was the one? Oh, I know. I know because of that shitty little grin from that shitty little mouth with that shitty little voice saying, oh, hey, Mark, how's it going, Mark? You feel like hanging out tonight, Mark? Yeah, 
I'm gonna hang out. And when I'm done hanging out, I'm gonna go full recon on your ass. I'm gonna find out exactly where your relatives live. I'm gonna get their addresses, and then I'm going to send them pictures of my food. I'm going to send them pictures every day of every meal that I eat. And your relatives will get these pictures, and they'll never know why. They'll never know who. They'll never know what's going on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The best breakfast in the world? Well, I'd say shredded Ralston. But I'll let you in on a secret. I eat shredded Ralston any time of the day. Anytime I need that cowboy energy. Like just a bit earlier when I was thinking how I've wasted my life, how I've never succeeded in anything, and how this very podcast is just another deeply pathetic failed gesture. Well, I just poured some good old milk in a bowl of Ralston's and that cowboy energy picked me up and One, two, three, I'm ready for anything. For a better breakfast, it's Ralston's. One, two, three. Shredded Ralston, the ready-to-eat bite-sized cereal. Regular Ralston and Instant Ralston, the delicious hot cereal. Look for the tall grain cereal in the red and white checkerboard packages. For a better breakfast, it's Ralston's. One, two, three. She is the genius of quotation. I'm not saying that she's eloquent. I'm not saying that she expresses deep and sensitive things or that she's quotable in any meritorious or socially uplifting way. Cause she's not that, none of that. I'm saying she's the genius of quotation. Her quotable works are embraced by millions. Let's go back a step, shall we? Are you ready to go back a step? Once upon a time, there was a world of idiots. Sound familiar yet? A place of endless regression, of devolution, where human intelligence was always spiraling backwards, even as technology advanced. So you're getting a good idea of the place, right? Planet Earth? America? So here's this woman living in this America, and she's living with a certain daily disgust for the colossal stupidity of her neighbors and countrymen. Now this is 20 years ago, mind you, for the aforementioned sad intellectual decline had been underway for quite some time. So one evening, she's sipping her scotch and soda, relaxing in a chair and surfing the web, you know, the web from 20 years ago, and she almost does a spit take when she comes across a quote attributed to Thomas Jefferson, saying that Christianity is the, quote, best religion, unquote, and essential in governing our great nation. Now, she knew this was a crock, and as much as Jefferson was a deist, wanted a wall between religion and state, and privately cut up his own copy of the New Testament to expunge all the sections he considered magical nonsense. And yet she saw that this pro-Christian pseudo-Jefferson quote on a message board was embraced by all digital passers-by as the real thing. It made her wonder, will people just believe anything? It 
It was that moment, that very moment, that she became the genius of quotation. For she immediately resolved that she would take Eminem figures from history and tie them to made-up quotations that were ludicrous, pathetic, absurd, tedious, comforting, peppy, seductive, banal, stupid, and if possible, pithy, until these fake quotations circulated on the web in the millions as a kind of living testament to the folly of man. This was her perverse calling, her destiny. She started with the Buddha, the spiritual master. Nothing radical, she just came up with a harmless chestnut of generic pap that no one could disagree with, just to see whether anyone would take the bait. And so Buddha said, Every experience, no matter how bad it seems, holds within it a blessing of some kind. The goal is to find it. Well, they did take the bait. They found the Buddha highly relatable and put the quote on their own blogs and message boards. No one challenged the quote's authenticity. So she went on to Benjamin Franklin. After all, the founding father offered advice in his time. So any contemporary nugget of so-called pop wisdom, no matter how dull, obvious, or strangely syntaxed, might be attributed to him. It took her only minutes to conceive and publish her first Ben Franklin quote. By failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. Oh, she was quite pleased with this, and happily uploaded her weighty words onto every quotation website she could find. Soon, she fabricated another Franklin quotation to share with the world. Show me, and I forget. Teach me, and I remember. Involve me, and I learn. How stirring! She threw these quotes like apple seeds over the digital fields of the hive mind. And as they grew, soon others supplied illustrations with her text lovingly adorned over the cheerful, bespeckled Photoshop face of Benjamin Franklin himself. In the following years, the genius of quotation went on to create some 39 different Franklinisms, as she called them, a veritable industry of fake Franklin quotes, all routinely shared and copied and sourced as deep expressions of historic illumination. But her question was always, how far can I push things? What won't people believe? So she turned to Mark Twain. Now, Twain was one of the great wags in American history, and there had long been quotes falsely attributed to him. For instance, he once said that the coldest winter he ever spent was a summer in San Francisco. Only he never said such a thing, but, and this is a point, dear listeners, he might well have appreciated the attribution as it properly mimicked his native wit and disposition. But what if a Twain quote had no wit whatsoever? Zero wit. Sub-Zero Wit, written for the ever-breeding, ever-feeding, never-knowing online kingdom of dolts. So the genius of quotation generated this Mark Twain quote. The secret of getting ahead is getting started. The secret of getting started is breaking your complex, overwhelming tasks into small, manageable tasks and starting on the first one. You now start to see why I call her a genius, do you not? 
Mark Twain is efficiency expert, trusted source for sorting out your socks and silverware. And so it was that everything she wrote, no matter how surreal and ridiculous, the online public swallowed up whole. It was then, one might say, that the genius of quotation determined to go off the deep end. Only it turns out there is no deep end on the internet. It's shallow, fetid water from start to finish. Consider her creation of this single quote in which Gandhi, that's Mahatma the great soul Gandhi, social activist, political theorist, spiritual leader, anti-imperialist, anti-capitalist, father of India, apparently once expressed the following observation. A customer is the most important visitor on our premises. He is not dependent on us, we are dependent on him. He is not an interruption in our our work, he is the purpose of it. He is not an outsider in our business, he is part of it. We are not doing him a favor by serving him, he is doing us a favor by giving us an opportunity to do so. I ask you, could greater wisdom of the Mahatma be found anywhere? Praise be the genius of quotation. She doesn't do it for money or fame. It is her gift. It is her art form. It is her way of bearing witness to the idiotocracy growing around her. And do not think that she's alone in these perverse pleasures. There's a small but devoted group of anonymous individuals who engineer a hefty portion of the online inanities we consume each day. When you come across accounts of lizard people secretly taking over the planet, or 5G chips inserted in COVID vaccines, or will anything that comes out of the mouth of Marjorie Taylor Greene take a moment to acknowledge the unseen masters and tricksters of modern communication who have made these ideas possible? You may despise their viral deceptions, but they offer a constant reminder of the true capacities of our stunted and peculiar species. And really, you can't blame them if they find it all a bit amusing. Hey, cowboys and cowgirls. Have you ever taken a bite of shredded Ralston and thought, ah, that's the stuff? And then thought, I've got no money for rent. And then you sort of get thinking about all those people that have so much more money than you do and a better life. And then you take another bite of shredded Ralston and feel the spurs of that cowboy energy with a flavor that's just right and think, well, fuck those people and fuck their money. For a better breakfast, it's Ralston's. One, two, three. Shredded Ralston, the ready-to-eat bite-sized cereal. Regular Ralston and instant Ralston, the delicious hot cereal. Look for the tall grain cereal in the red and white checkerboard packages. For a better breakfast, it's Ralston's. One, two, three.
The people, my people are so smart. I have the most loyal people. Did you ever see that? Where I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue, I could, I could, I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody, and I wouldn't lose any voters. Okay? It's like incredible. I could, I could, I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody like incredible. I have the most loyal people, and I wouldn't lose, and I would shoot somebody, and I wouldn't lose any voters. Okay? My, my people are so smart. I'm at 68, 69 percent. I'm at 90 total. Like, will you say absolutely? I think it's 68 or 69 Will you most likely stay? That gets into the 90s. Other guys are like at 10. My people, my people, say, my people, where I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? It's like in Trevor. My people are so, 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 so smart. Did you ever see that? Where I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and 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 shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? By now you know that I do love my shredded Ralston. And last night I was up all night sitting on the floor in my underwear just thinking and eating bowl after bowl of the nutritious and delicious shredded Ralston cereal. Love that cowboy energy. I was thinking about life and how I'm alone and how I'll die alone and then I'll be dead and forgotten and worms will feed on my decaying flesh until there's nothing left to feed anymore. And then I'll truly be gone forever. Not a trace of me anywhere. All gone. For a better breakfast, it's Ralston's. One, two, three. Shredded Ralston, the ready-to-eat bite-sized cereal. Regular Ralston and instant Ralston, the delicious hot cereal. Look for the tall grain cereal in the red and white checkerboard packages. For a better breakfast, it's Ralston's. One, two, three. She was trapped. She was trapped in her body. She was trapped in her tiny room, in her family's fucked up apartment, in the fucked up town on a fucked up planet that seemed to be going down in flames. She was trapped. She was 14 years old. She cut her hair with her eyes shut. She slashed little X's along her arms with an X-Acto knife. She screamed with her mouth closed tight. She did not have loving parents. She did not have close friends. She did not have good looks or clever talents, 
or a bright future. But she had her lambs. She had her lambs. You know that lambs are totally adorable, right? They recognize their mama's voice. They wag their tails when they're stroked. You can give them milk with a bottle. She's looked it up. It's all true. It had been nine weeks since she started playing the video game on her phone. It was an incredibly popular and addictive game, a phenomena created by a Slovakian animal rights activist and programmer. It was called Lambs to the Slaughter. Its simple, pixelated designs looked almost cute, but the game graphically depicted the state of sheep caught up in the industrial harvesting of lamb and mutton and wool. And that wasn't especially cute. The game depicted little lambs dying of exposure, malnutrition, and disease. Little lambs squashed together in pens in the hot sun, transported long distances in crowded cars, stressed, hungry, dehydrated, arriving in scary places among scary people, corralled and electrically prodded through hot, congested enclosures, shackled, shoved into chutes, and amid the stench of blood and feces, stunned by a pistol blasting a bolt through their skulls. And then the little lambs were hoisted, hanged, their feet cut off, their throats slashed, bleeding out and moving down the conveyor line to where mechanical hide pullers stripped off their pelts, to where their heads were removed, to where their bodies were eviscerated and split into two, and then the carving of the meat. And this was the game that the girl played. Of course, that doesn't sound quite like a game, but it was, it was, it had a goal. The object of the game was for the player to help a little lamb escape the slaughterhouse. And so the girl would choose a particular lamb and then help it get away. This involved hiding behind walls, hopping fences, finding secret tunnels, outsmarting guards and dogs and drivers, and a series of rather magical escapes via hot air balloon, fairy wings, invisibility, and teleportation. And once her lamb was free, it could live forever in an 8-bit bucolic paradise. She could now give the liberated lamb a name, a name all its own, and that would be its name. Snowball, Genevieve, Mittens. And so the lambs who had been tired and battered and terrified were now smiling for the first time, smiling in the digital green pasture with the rabbits and the bumblebees, smiling at her. And now she can feed her lambs and sing to her lambs and stroke their heads with her pixelated hands. And sometimes she would talk to them quite softly about her own struggles. And her digital lambs would listen intently with a deeply caring expression on their faces. They would make no sounds except for an occasional soft bleat so that the girl would understand that she is being listened to and that she is being appreciated and that she is loved.
This episode of Fearful Symmetry was written, produced, and performed by Bob Paris. Music in this episode came from Mon Plaisir, Wayne Kinos, the Marion Circle Drum Brigade, and the great Joe Normal. Thanks to the makers of Shredded Ralston, who created their first radio commercials in the 1940s. Love that cowboy energy. For more information, please go to Fearful Symmetry. Dot org.